What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? All right. So we're one week away post-Super Bowl. And um, we're still talking about the halftime because for me it was legendary. And I feel like a lot of people can say that, right? A lot of people are saying it was one of the best, if not the best, halftime. But there's always critics like myself that wanted Ice Cube in there and maybe not 50. But there was a lot of reports saying that the game, who is from L.A., was really upset he was not involved in the show. He took to Instagram and said, if... You do not hear from me. So he basically said, I control my own narrative. Do not be fooled by the Internet, the blogs, podcasts, anyone speaking on my name. Because a lot of people were saying that he was really mad at Jay-Z and at everybody who performed at the halftime because he was not invited. So he took out to his Instagram and said, that is not true. I'm actually in Miami helping Kanye finish his Donda 2 album. And I'm happy with what Jay-Z is doing for the game and for the culture. So I'm like, can we just be happy? We just had a really good moment for hip hop. I mean, I know I critiqued it, okay? So I'm kind of throwing this to myself. But can we just really be happy for the culture and what happened at the halftime show? Like, why are we trying to divide and conquer? Just the way everybody is. You know what I mean? It's like every year, people come out and they're like, that was the greatest halftime show. And then there are other people like, that sucked, man. I didn't like that at all. And it's like, okay, but you like some things and some people like other things. I liked... Snoop and Dre and I wanted a little bit more of them and a little less of Mary J because I was being selfish and I didn't know the second song. That's just it's just the way it goes. But I love the game's comment. Don't nobody speak for the game except the game. George, I'm going to adopt that policy as well. Don't no, don't nobody speak for cap except the cap. In fact, not only am I speaking to myself in third person, but I'm putting a the in front of the first half of my last name in the second line here in the sentence. Don't nobody speak for the cap. I speak for the cap myself. The game. <laughs> not game. The game. The cap. I mean, so, you just learned he's a rapper not so long ago. Oh, is that what he is? Yeah. He's a rapper? Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay, now you're not only speaking in third person, but you're putting a the right. in front of it? Correct, oh, correct. Cool. Just like the game. I like just it. Like me. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, the the cap. Yeah, Yeah, way to go, the game. Thank you, George. Please call me the cap going forward. (laughs) The Rick. We should call you the Rick after what Ramona referred to as Rick Kaplan. That's right. Uh, She sure did on Friday. Yeah. She sure did. Yeah. Uh, So, Rick, the cap. Cap. The cap, please, yes. The Rick. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron James. Yeah, Jason Lloyd, who spoke to him of the Athletic, when all this I may come back to Cleveland stuff, but I'm not coming back, or I may not come back, or I don't really know, you know, if I'm actually coming to play. Stuff came back, whatever it is, he said. So he's going to join us in 15 minutes. But before that, how did we get here? It's very simple. With this, I guess for lack of a better phrase, line in the sand between LeBron and the front office of the Los Angeles Lakers, okay? It began a couple weeks ago, or yeah, almost a couple weeks ago now, the trade deadline, okay? Where they didn't make the moves he wanted to make, all right? That's where it started. The The offended party began with that, all right? They didn't make a deal at the February 10th trade deadline. Okay. Right. But what made it worse, Mm -hmm. this is to me where this is where I understand. Like, I understand this part because, like you just said, 
Ain't nobody speak for the game except the game. And nobody speak for the cap except the cap. I'm pretty sure what LeBron is saying, nobody speaks for the LeBron except the LeBron. Yeah, I think the way he would have phrased it is, nobody speaks for the king other than the king. Correct. When Rob Palinka stepped over the line, and let's not get it twisted, he did. Okay? It's, if I said, imagine, Cap, if I would have said, you and I were aligned on something, and I had never spoken to you. Like, you'd be like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean I'm aligned? Like, if we would have made, like, some sort of big move on the show, let's say I was going to say, you know what? We're adding a fifth person to the show, and Cap and I are aligned. And you would have been like, wait, what? Nobody told me about a fifth person. What fifth person? What are we talking about here? <laughs> right? Right. And then management calls me and goes, but Sedano said that you guys are aligned. Everything's right. cool. You would be annoyed by that, would you not? Absolutely. Because that, I would have been disingenuous in that situation. So, I get it when he's annoyed at Rob Palinka. Because one thing is you don't make a move, okay? And he's annoyed. But then you go from annoyed to pissed off when you're like, all right, you kind of annoyed me when you didn't make a move, and I was probably going to you know, not be thrilled about that. But now you're trying to say I'm with you on this? That's right. not the truth at all. Right. right. Like, I, of course, like, if I just put it to you in real terms like that, anybody would be pissed, right? I think so. And and clearly LeBron was. And to to put out there for everybody, hey, look, we're we all have one mindset. Organizationally, we have one mindset. We weren't going to mortgage the future for today. We weren't going to trade away draft picks from you know years into the future for now. And I spoke to LeBron and AD, and they're all good with it. When you misrepresent who said what, um, yeah, I can understand where it could create a huge rift between now the superstar player who's got a very strong voice and, a, and an opinion that is is counted on in the organization versus the general manager who took the liberty to go out to the public and say, we are aligned. And it didn't take very long, by the way, for guys like Dave McMiniman and guys who are deeply uh, embedded NBA reporter types with strong relationships to immediately put that out there, which is totally false. That's not Dave McMiniman's words. Those were the words of whoever he spoke spoken to in the source that says totally false. Right. So that, it didn't that, take long. That, that's a pretty strong denial, right? Yeah. Like that, it's not that's not like just like, yeah, no, nah, that's not really how it went down. It's totally false, period. Two words. Yep. That's all it took. Yeah. Okay. So I get that part of it. Now, I also get the part of it where the Lakers are frustrated because it's like, hey man, you wanted Russ, and we aligned on that. And he was like, Yes, and now I don't want Russ. And by the way, you also signed off on it. If you had an issue, you've told me no before on stuff. If you had that much of an issue, you probably should have said then no, and we could have had a, a discussion about it. But you see, I feel like it's very hard to say no to somebody like but, LeBron. But they've already done it multiple times. This isn't the first time they've said no to him about stuff. I, I know what you're saying, but it, it gets me back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, which is... LeBron is telling everybody from out of nowhere, you know, I might eventually go back to Cleveland. That's not like, hey, the Cavaliers really want me or they're terrible and they need me or 
it's so obvious that they'll they'll need me back and they'll make moves for me. He just comes out and says, yeah, you know what? I may go back to Cleveland. And there are people in Cleveland right now, including the players that when asked about it, they were like, hey, we kind of want to do our own thing right now. Like we're sort of building our own legacy. So we haven't talked about that and we're not, I don't really think it's such a great idea. I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but I'm putting myself in character as one of the, the Cleveland players. But he, he has these things that he says, I may go back to Cleveland. I 100% will play with my son. He has all these definitive things that he says, and either he is in total control of his universe or he just thinks he's in total control of his universe. No, I mean, he's generally been in total control of his universe. Okay, so if that's the case. if he I mean, Lindsey, gen- weren't you – I mean, you're a Cavs fan. I mean, that last year in Cleveland, the second time around, was brutal. There was a lot of drama, and it was – I mean, it was brutal, but I still thought that they had a chance to win. I mean, No, 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 no. Forget – I'm talking about brutal in the sense that there was a lot of drama. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've never – like, that. it took away from, like, the games and what was going on on the court, and it's like everyone just wanted the regular season to be over with because of the drama. There was always is, something that, going on. Isn't that how it is right now with the Lakers? Yes. Except it's drama. worse because they have a losing record. Right. A lot of drama, and everybody just wants the season to be over. And even LeBron has talked about his knee. Hey, look, you know, may have to shut it down. And to me, that's another form of a threat, if you will. Like, you know, I'm not going to push through this if we're not doing anything this year. I'll just, I'll just cool out. I'll get myself ready for next year. I mean, there's so many things that he said and doubled down on this weekend. We could literally break them all down and analyze them the entire week as they get ready to get back out onto the floor. I mean, that, that's how much he talked this weekend. This thing is going to get ugly, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going, yeah. I mean, we got five and a half months of this to be ready for. And if he shuts it down, I actually think that's way worse. Like, I would put that at, like, you know, DEFCON 5 is, like, the the, the, hot, the lowest DEFCON. Like, lowest in the sense of it's not – it's you know, it's, it's serious but not super serious. And, like, DEFCON 1 is, like – we're at full, you know, for lack of a better phrase, because I don't, you know, full battle, let's just call it, yeah, right? Right. Uh, and full engagement. Uh, we're, you know, if he shuts it down, we're like at DEFCON 3. Like, we're at 5 right now, okay? We're like, eh, it's, it's something to take serious, but, you know, there's still plenty of time. If he shuts the season down, because he's already talked about his knee, then I'm like, I'm upping this. I'm skipping 4 and going straight to DEFCON 3 at that point. Yeah, I, I actually want us to go deeper onto this because if he shuts this down, there's a lot that we could make of this, a lot of things that we could then assume about his future with the Laker organization if he chooses to shut it down. I just don't see a return to Cleveland, though, without them having to give up major assets like Evan Mobley or Darius Garland, <laughs> like particularly. Like, you got to have at least – and then the, you got to make the salaries work. I guess you could throw in Kevin Love or whatever for that, but – uh, but but yeah, I, if I'm look, if that's the road we go down, and LeBron says in six months, yeah, forget it, we're not going to figure this out. Just trade me, and there's only you know I only go to Cleveland. Like the Lakers will be on the receiving end of what happened with Anthony Davis. The Lakers will be on the receiving end of what happened with okay. So the Lakers got Anthony Davis. And had to go give up a bunch of stuff to get Anthony Davis. Is that what you're saying? Right. That means the Cavs would have to give up a bunch of stuff. And then in return, they get a 38-year-old LeBron. Who, by right, the way, which, is still scoring. 
Right, but I don't know if that's exactly the way you can make it work, right? Now, granted, could they fill the roster with other veterans if they keep enough of those young t- of the young talent? I guess, but I'm not. I mean, I'm not making that move on the Lakers without including both those guys. Yeah, what are they going to do? What, what are the Cavaliers going to do? Go out and get Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard, fill in the roster. Hey, look at this. Look at these experienced guys we got now. I don't know if the Cavaliers, I mean, listen, on the surface, you're like, of course the Cavaliers would want LeBron back. Of course the Cavaliers would I want mean, LeBron all, to finish I think they would career. only do it if they could keep, at, you know, part of their, their young core intact. I mean, is it not possible that the, that the Cavaliers are like, hey, you know what, thanks, we've been Well, you know twice. what, how about We're we good. stop asking these questions and bring in Jason Lloyd, who's the guy who spoke to LeBron this weekend from The Athletic, and just ask him. How about that? Let's do that. I think it's a all great right, idea. let's do that next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Sedano Cap here on 710 ESPN. Happy President's Day to everybody. Hope everyone is uh, driving around, in theory, with less traffic, although it sounds like people are driving back from Arizona and Vegas from a long weekend or whatnot, so just be careful on the roads. Uh, The road has been bumpy for the Lakers this season, and it's not getting any smoother after this weekend, as we've spent a lot of time talking about today. Jason Lloyd of The Athletic does a phenomenal job covering the NBA and the Cavs for a very long time. Uh, We're thankful to have him on here. Jason, thank you for taking the time. So let me just ask you this before we get into the details and the minutia of what could transpire. When – you when LeBron approached you, I know that in your story I read where you talked about like you tried to reach LeBron early in the season about a 75th anniversary thing for the athletic uh, and then he kind of called you over to talk uh, over the weekend when he called you over what did you think you were getting into before this story got published well I, I approached him he did not approach me oh, I approached okay. him and and I had told a couple colleagues before his interview session, I said, I just have a hunch, like he's ready to talk. And I just know him, right? Like I with him for four years. I know, I know him well enough when he's, what he's saying, but he's got something else to say. And he and I've just always had sort of a, a trust with each other that we build over his time in Cleveland. And I did go to Orlando on the, on the Lakers East coast trip. And he said he couldn't talk that night, but to come later on the trip ended up not working out, but I just had a hunch. And, and so when he was done with his podium, I just sort of circled around so I could, call, I could catch him when he was walking off the podium. And I said, can I walk with you? And he's like, yeah. And that's code in our industry for let's talk. Yeah. And we took a few steps. We're walking down the hall and security tried to stop me. And, and LeBron said, no, he's good. And he like kind of whooshed me by security. And then we went up against the wall and I'm like, he's got something to say. Like, I, I know where this is going. And it kind of went, I was telling Lindsay, it, it kind of went exactly how, I thought it might. I knew he wasn't going to say definitively, I'm coming back. Of course, he's not going to say that. I didn't think he would definitively say, no, I'm never coming back. So it kind of went how I thought it would, because this is the game that he plays. We all know it. Everyone who has followed LeBron closely knows that this is what happens when he gets unhappy. In Miami, they cut Mike Miller to save on luxury taxes. Mickey didn't want to pay the luxury taxes. They cut Mike Miller, and it cost him LeBron, frankly. And, and that was a big part of the reason why he came back to Cleveland was he like, they stopped spending money. 
And then in Cleveland, they kind of knew it was over. Like I had people tell me in 2016, he was leaving to go to LA after the championship. So the Cavs were sort of preparing for that, that he was going to leave. But then like the last year, they were making moves that weren't aligning with him. You know, he wanted Jamal Crawford. They signed Jetty Osmond. He wanted Griff back. They didn't re-sign Griff. They promoted Kobe Altman. So they were, that was the first time where they started veering off track. And what happens? LeBron leaves. And now you come to the trade deadline this year, and he didn't get what he wanted. Now, you can say that he was responsible for putting that roster together, and you're probably right. That's true. But that's still, like, this is LeBron. And this is the whole package with him, the good and the bad. And they didn't make any moves at the trade deadline. He wanted moves made. Nothing was done. So now you're going to feel that wrath. And is it just posturing? Is it just putting pressure on, on Rob and Jeannie to, to do something this summer? Yeah, maybe. You know, if he signs an extension this summer, a lot of this goes away. And if he doesn't, buckle up, because next year is going to be miserable. <laughs> well, uh, this year hasn't I've exactly been... I've seen it. Oh, listen, yeah. I, Jason, oh, I, cover, I, I, covered him in, I covered him in Miami, and I cover him here. Like, I, I know, know you what yep. you're talking about. So, yep. I, I, yep. listen... It's going to get worse. When, Ky- when, when, when the Cavs got the Andrew Wiggins pick, I looked at a colleague of mine. I could just see his reaction, kind of the, the wheels turning, and I'm like, oh, he may be gone. <laughs> like, he's at least yeah. considering it. So I, I get exactly what you're talking about. Go ahead, Cap. I'm sorry. And, and here's the thing. Go ahead, Jay. Well, and here's the thing real quick. Just, you know, the team that he came back to, the Cavs, were a disaster in 2014. Right. This team is much closer to winning than that team was. That's why I think that there's some merit to this. Because, like, if you had told me a year ago this, we'd be having this conversation, I said there's no way. But, like, Kobe has done a great job. The Jared Allen trade was a home run. The Darius Garland pick was a great pick. Evan Mobley could be an all-star next year. Like, the Cavs may have just organically drafted and developed their own version of a big three. And if you can drop LeBron in on that, like, they had to tear apart and overhaul the entire roster when he came back in 2014. They don't have to do that this time. That's why I think – I'm not saying he's coming back, but that's why I think that there's some merit to it because this team – if you put LeBron on this team now, it's the best team in the East, and they're playing for a championship again. See, this is where I wanted to go. Is it is it a foregone conclusion that the Cavs organizationally would want LeBron back given that they're a young, up-and-coming team? And reading through your piece in The Athletic where Garland says, hey, we want to create our own legacy. So is it foregone that, that they is, would say, yeah, we got to have him? That is an excellent question. And, and I was talking to someone over the weekend who's like, Dan would never take him back. But Dan is no longer Dan. And that's a really important component to this that – I think he's been sort of overlooked since his stroke in 2019. Dan's ownership style has completely changed. I mean, even in his business holdings, he took Quicken Loans public. He said he would his entire career. He said he would never do that. He went to war against the SEC. He said he would never take Quicken Loans public. After a stroke, it became a publicly held company. He diversed all of his casinos, which he had been trying to do pre-stroke as well. But he he dumped his casinos. And and when you look at like he never gave a GM an extension. He's now given Toby two extensions. He's given J.D. Bickerstaff an extension. He's doing things that have never been done before in his ownership style. So this is not the same Dan Gilbert who ruled the franchise with a heavy hand and is sending these thousand-word emails in the middle of the night to people. And no, him and LeBron never had a great relationship. When the first time, the second time, whatever, they were never close. But I don't think that's as big of a stumbling block because the dynamic around the Cavs has changed so dramatically with Dan to where, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's really distanced himself from the team. And he was in Miami sort of recuperating. He bought a house on, on the beach in Miami. And 
some of his higher ups at Quicken or, or now Rocket Mortgage are sort of running the, the day-to-day. They're sort of the conduit between the cash front office and ownership. So it's a completely different setup than it was even four years ago when LeBron was here. So it, it, it's fair. And, and you, and the cats could say, no, we're good, but I don't know how you pass on an opportunity to bring them home. If you're trying to win a championship, how do you say no to this guy? Like, it, it, and I, it's a, it's, it's, what's the word? It's, 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 I, I see the merit in it. It's noble. That's it. It's noble to say, we're going to do this without him because for 20 years, literally 20 years, the entire focus of the Cavs franchise was LeBron. It was, we have to be bad enough to tank to be in position to, to draft him. Oh, my God, we won the lottery. We got him. Oh, crap, now we have to win. Oh, no, we just lost him. How do we get him back? Oh, my God, he's back. Now we really have to win, and then he's gone again. So for 20 years, the focus of the franchise was LeBron, and that can't be the focus anymore, and it hasn't been. And they turned this faster than anyone thought that they could. But still, you know, a year from now, next summer – Evan very well could be an all-star going into year three when, you know, he could really sort of emerge into superstar status. Darius Garland has already sort of established himself as that next wave of up-and-coming point guard. Jared Allen is a tremendous center who can play in any lineup on the floor. He's seven feet, but he can guard anyone. He's not going to be schemed off the floor in a playoff series. If you drop LeBron next to those three guys, if you can figure this out, how to fit him on this team and keep those three dudes, I don't know how you say no. If he's, if he's truly willing to do it, and we don't know how, how much. I don't think he would say what he said. He's not going to screw with Cleveland. Like, he's put them through enough. So that's why I think that there's, there's some level of sincerity to it. I don't know how high it is. And I don't know that he's necessarily talking about when he's up next summer. You know, he could be talking. That's why I said it was really weird because he said, like, he said he, he would come back in some capacity. I'm like, well, what does that mean? You mean, like, a one-day contract at the end of your career to retire a Cav? And, and he just kept, like, he wouldn't commit to anything. He's like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot of moving parts. The brownie factor is huge in all of this. So there's just, it's, it's really hard to right now say definitively what's going to happen. Uh, but I just don't think that he would have said it and screwed with Cleveland fans if he didn't mean it because he's already put them through so much. Yeah, here's the thing, and Jason Lloyd of The Athletic with us here. I think there are a couple of things here. Like, number one, with, you know, there's no way that if, if this were to come to fruition, there's no way they're keeping all those young guys because no GM worth his weight is going to say, oh, yeah, you can have LeBron, and we're not getting back one of at least one of your young players. So I think that, to me, is where this thing becomes a real roadblock, right, or a real challenge. Well, no, if he, if he leaves him. If he leaves when his contract is up, if he just leaves. Oh, as a free agent, agent, that's different. But I'm talking about like if he wants out, because to your point, I agree with you about the buckle up part that if they don't trade Russell Westbrook and he doesn't sign an extension in August, I I could see a scenario where he potentially not likely where he at least considers asking out. Um, And then that scenario, I think it would be different. So you're saying you're saying that you don't think the Cavs would entertain it if they had to trade for him. Absolutely not. They're not going to break up these three guys. Like that, I tell you right now, they are not going to trade Garland, Mobley, or Allen to the Lakers for LeBron. That's not happening. If you want to talk like secondary pieces and tertiary pieces, if, that, if that's of interest to LA, and I don't think if, I don't think the Lakers would trade. Him. I don't think LeBron would ask to be traded. I don't think the Lakers would trade him. There's just too much ego on both sides for that to ever happen. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm not in LA. I've never covered the Lakers. That's just my thousand foot view. Um, I think that this would just play out into free agency. And because he said, like, I'm not coming back for less than the top. I'm not a mid-level player. 
And, and so, like, he made it clear, if he's coming back, he's coming back for max money. So I don't see it being a trade because the Cavs will not break up their top pieces to get him. They would just wait him out in free agency and see, how seri- see if he's really serious about this or not. Well, Jason, will uh, reach back out in the summer uh, yeah, when we man. see if he signs Oof. an extension or not. How about that? Yeah, dude. Just have the Tylenol on hand if he doesn't. Because no way, know, man. Tylenol. It, we'll be celebrating. It, it, this this will get real juicy, <laughs> real drama. No, I know. I mean, listen. We we need we 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 are. We, I always are you say I root, me? For, I root right. for myself. So the ratings right. are what matter here. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, well, you'll have him. You'll have him if he doesn't yeah. sign that extension. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, Jason, Buckle thank you up. for the time, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. You got it, Jason. Love that. Love that here. line, George. Right. Buckle up, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's right. I mean, we kind of have been talking about it for 90 minutes. All right, we'll pause on this. We'll get back to what Jason said at 545. Let's do Radio Tinder next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Linz, what do you got? All right, so I don't know if you guys caught this last night, but there was a really cool moment between the two GOATs, LeBron and Michael Jordan, caught on live TV. Just before the All-Star game, the NBA honored the NBA 75 team, calling all of the players on the list, then LeBron, followed by Michael Jordan last. So they kind of like hugged it out. And Michael Jordan said to LeBron, quote, you can do it. You can do it. Good luck. So now fans are speculating that Michael's message was in regards to the tough season that LeBron and the Lakers are facing. Do you think that's what Michael Jordan was referring to, Cap? Swipe left or swipe right? I'm going to swipe right and say, yeah, I think Michael Jordan was saying to LeBron, hey, man, look, you're LeBron freaking James. You're not supposed to be on any basketball team that is sub-500, certainly not when you're at the 60-game point of the season. Go home, get your team together, say what has to be said, do what has to be done on the practice floor, whatever. You can do it, man. And I think Michael was there to give LeBron just a little bit of inspiration. Um... I don't know. I hate making like oh, this. Is oh, I love one. this stuff. I like putting words in other people's mouths. Making yeah, stuff you up. love, love it. It's stuff. what you. Yeah. I mean, you wish you could do the whole show doing that. To be yeah. honest with yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, it's like just a minute ago when uh, when Jason was like, "Hey, man, you know, it'd be bad news if if LeBron decides that he wants to leave." Just buck. I was like, "No, bro, we want that. Like, let's let's have the drama." Uh, I'm going to swipe left that it was about the Lakers. Uh, I would imagine – I'm going to guess there's a, that's one specific thing on millions of things they could be talking about, okay? So I'm going to swipe left just based on pure math, okay? So I'll just – I'll leave it at that. Well, so you think that he was just saying, like, you can do it, good luck, to, like, the game that was about to happen? No. Because what I else? Mean, it could be about anything in the world. Like, you don't know what it would – I mean, we don't know what it was about. He could be about. talking about, like, the metaverse. He could be talking about trying to think of other things, you know. Well, just think about this, What though. about if Dude. it was, like, some sort of, like, uh, yeah, investment thing? Or You don't you know. Can do it. You can do it, LeBron. You can do it, man. You can do it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of an odd place and time to give sort of a motivational You could do talk. it. Good luck is not yeah. – I don't know how motivational that is. I mean, you know. Well, my point is that the way I heard it, 
is like, hey, man, this is my time. I got 10 seconds with you. I'm just here to yeah. tell you as your mentor, as the guy whose poster was on your wall, as a guy who's been influential in your life, yeah. you can do it, dude. Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm I'm more impressed with the way Michael Jordan um, hugged uh, your girl cap, Mary J. Blige, and did three pats on the back, each pat getting a little lower down the back is what hey I Hey, now. Say. He was like, no more drama. That's my jam. That's my yeah. song. See, I was more impressed with when Michael Jordan ran into Magic Johnson. He was like, you, get your shoes. Let's go one-on-one. Yeah. Like, to this day, I still need a piece of you, pal. And I actually just noticed that LeBron's in the background kind of eyeing Michael Jordan uh, to eventually approach him, which – uh, he alluded to in the postgame, he said, I wasn't going to, you know, I, I'm not in the buildings uh, very often with him. So I wanted to make sure I got my chance to to talk with him, which honestly, look, there's been a lot of talk of those two having icy, an icy relationship because of Michael's competitiveness, not really because of anything LeBron has done. Uh, in regards to what you were saying, Cap, about uh, Michael Jordan challenging Magic Johnson to one on one, like, A, do you think that's really going to happen? And B, I know this is probably a stupid question, but I was like, a toddler when those two played i mean is there any question of who would win that no michael jordan was better <laughs> okay i was gonna say so like what's the big deal An individual player yes yeah <laughs> okay because everyone was making a big deal out of it and i was like i feel like michael well but jordan it, it wasn't it, but it's not like you know by leaps and bounds like magic johns is one of the top five greatest players of all time in my opinion but he's no Michael Jordan. But I'll tell well, you this. It mean, would no, be... he's not the individual talent Michael is, but I would say Magic is the best leader I've ever I've ever seen. I If I was looking for, like, a guy to lead a team, and I know people would say, oh, yeah, he did a great job leading the Lakers when he was in uh, the front office. Mm, I mean, that's different, uh, obviously. But, like, Magic Johnson, the leader on the basketball floor, maybe the greatest leader we've ever had. See, that's the kind of thing that if you told me, hey, I'll give you a pay-per-view opportunity, you pay 50 bucks. Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan are going to go toe to toe now at fifty nine and sixty yeah. something. Yeah, just for the goof of it all, I'd be so curious to no, see what man. they look Come like on. at this stage of their lives no. if they put zero, on uniforms. Zero chance I'm watching. And, and what kind of athleticism they would have, and what kind of game they would still have. Yeah, I'd find that fascinating. Everyone would watch that, except George. Um, no, bro, um, not me. Um, I have no interest. I don't think Magic would do that. It'd be like, I'm not going to be here. Yeah, I, I have no interest in that. Like, get out of here with that. No offense. I don't <laughs> want to watch the old guys one -on -one. fighting either in the boxing ring. Oh, I don't want to do. watch any of that. I do. Yeah, I love that stuff. Until, they, until one -on -one people start getting, like, seriously injured. Yeah, I, until it gets to that point, I'm watching. I'm paying. Well, maybe I'm not paying, but I'm watching. All right, what's next, Lindsay? Go ahead. All right, so Team LeBron pulled out a 163-160 victory over Team Durant thanks to a 50-point performance. That was 16 three-pointers from Steph Curry and LeBron's game-winning fadeaway. Their impressive performances had a lot of people talking today. Who is the true face of the NBA right now in 2022? Is it Steph or is it LeBron? So I want to know, are you guys swiping on Steph or LeBron? Cap? Are we doing a face of the NBA conversation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's, Jesus, it's not a segment. We have, we're doing it at a radio tenure. Could we have done tenure. any more of a cookie-cutter question today? Tomorrow on First Take, who is the face of the league? Well, that's exactly where I got it from. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen A. says it's Steph Curry. But, oh, you know, on, I don't stop. know about that, especially after that oh, warm welcome he got and, you know, yesterday Can with I his punt wife. this question into the sun, then? If that, is, that, is that possible? You can punt. I will take it, though, and I'll just say, to me... I still think it is by far and away LeBron James because really what I was thinking about was... What were you thinking about, Cap? When Team LeBron and... and then, 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 well, who's next? You know, like, who... 
who after KD and LeBron, who will they name these teams after next? Well, whoever gets the most votes. That it's just that simple. So it'll be like yeah, yes. it's the, the two leading yes. vo- vote getters. So yes, it'll probably that's, be that's like Giannis. And right, it was Giannis a couple years ago against LeBron? Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. So I thought this was just like the NBA. Um, no, saying, dude, no, it's whoever the gets stars. the most. <laughs> no, ever since they've doing been doing this format, LeBron's won. Remember, I mean, we talked yes. about this a number of times. Right, right. Steph had a big lead at one point. Uh, he did, he and did. that's why we said it was a big deal because yep. LeBron had never lost that the the. The popular and there was basically. a big push, and LeBron like all of a sudden took over, and you found it a little bit sus, you know, saying I like I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah, so so we did talk about it. A little sus. Yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. not totally like I gotta say like of all the All Star games, I think the NBA's is the best, and I give them a lot of credit for all the creative things that they've come up with. Yeah. I love the 24 in the fourth quarter. I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought that the the weekend of of like um, the, the the ultimate draft that they did, I thought that was great television. So I really liked the All Star weekend. But I'm not like I don't I don't love any All Star game per se. But I think the NBA's is far and away the best. I mean the NFL's is the worst. It's just horrendous. Yeah. It's so bad. I still like baseball. I do too. I still watch baseball. I like the idea. I think it was a uh, KD who came up with the idea next year. Let's pick our teams right before we play. I think that'd be cool. Well, that's that would be pretty idea. interesting yeah. drama. Um, I actually think that Elam ending thing that they've been doing in the All-Star game should be how they do that mid-season tournament Adam uh, Silver wants to do. Yeah, that's what made it great again. Like That's what made people yeah. interested in the All-Star game again. Yeah. It, Trevor while, Lane, who do, uh, works for Lakers Nation, put that on Twitter, and I retweeted it yesterday. I shouted him out today on NBA Today because I think it makes – it was in, it, it just a really smart idea. They should just do that as often as they can on these – like. Regular season games, you know. Well, I don't know about regular season <laughs> games, but I would say on these like big events that they're trying to do outside of the regular season in the playoffs. Yeah, so. I like it. I actually like the donations for who wins the quarter. Oh I yeah, they've been doing that, that for cool. a couple of years. Yeah, though. no, it's yeah. cool. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 yeah. an interesting way of trying to make something that is an exhibition and is not really competitive. It's it's just an interesting way of trying to make it more fun and compelling for the audience, which I think they've done a good job of. Because otherwise, it's I mean, I guess if you like good dunks, you don't watch the slam dunk contest. You watch the game itself. Oh, that was so bad. Well, we, dunks we, we can get into that later if you guys we want. We can get to it later, yeah. yeah. All right, what uh, what else you got? Okay, last one. So I know, Sedano, you've made it very, very clear that you were not watching the Olympics. You don't care about the Olympics. Nope. You want nothing to do with the Olympics. Nope. Shame. But Too bad. this story caught my eye. Okay. Finnish cross-country skier Remy Lindholm suffered an unfortunate injury during the men's 50-kilometer race on Saturday, a frozen penis. Oh, come on. Oh, hey, now. This yep. is exactly why I don't watch it. Yep. So really, this is the reason? Frozen genitalia is the reason you don't watch the Winter Games? Well, That's it. Then you're never watching it again, <laughs> literally ever. So it was a frigid 3 degrees, which is it was negative 26 with the wind chill factor. And Lindholm called it one of the worst competitions he's ever been in, saying that he had to use a heat pack to thaw out his appendage after oh, the race. My God. I just, like, had shivers down my entire spine just thinking about that. Well, you guys are talking about, like, I mean, obviously, I don't know what that would feel like, but this is obviously a very painful thing. Yeah. So, apparently, this exact thing happened to him in a previous race, which leads me to ask you guys, if you experienced this Exact frozen body part, we'll just call it that. Would you ever want to compete in that event again? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? Um, my answer would be, I, yes, I would compete in the event again, 
but I would never compete in conditions like these ever again. So if I got to the starting line. But it's cross-country skiing. It's always going to be cold. I know, but if I get to the starting line in the next Olympics, and I've trained four years, and I've given everything I got, and I've just focused everything in my life on, on winning this gold medal, and I get there, and it's sub like 30 degrees, and I've had this frozen body part problem, you know what? I'm out. Yeah, to have it happen twice, I mean, come on. I'm out. Get the hell out of here with that. I mean, I've heard of no other memes, people. No having... I can't believe he told people that. That's like a... Well, that's, well I mean, that's kind of... Did you see of where the... he finished? Yeah. Did you see yeah. how bad he was? Yeah. Was that a pun? See where he finished? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, well, man. yeah. Very good, George. But he was yeah. so bad that they're like, gosh, you suck, man. And he's like, yeah, well, guess what? I had a frozen you-know-what. And they're like, what? And he's like, this? Like, oh, I understand why you were so bad. Because, I mean, that thing frozen is... I mean, that, that could impede your progress. Clearly, he needs like an upgrade with his snow gear. You know, if it's happened twice. Yeah. That yeah happened they got to those, those else? like those heat things you put in your gloves. You should put them in your underpants. Yeah. I mean, that's what he used to thaw it out after the fact. So you think he'd be hip to those, you know, man, it sounded cold. What was it? Minus 26 below uh, three degrees, but negative 26 with the wind chill. They had like up to 50 kilometer per hour wind. So I don't know what that trans was this. Was, was this the Beijing Olympics or was this the Antarctica Olympics? My God, it was in freezing Be- there. Beijing, which is weird because it barely snowed there, but it just was still really, really cold. Hmm. Fun times. All right, then. No more Olympics. It's over, Sedano. Thank the Lord. All right, we're done with sure. Radio Tinder, too. All right, coming up next, we had Jason Lloyd on from The Athletic. And uh, buckle up is what he said about LeBron James's future in Los Angeles. We'll tell you what he meant exactly in just a moment. Uh-oh. Damn, Laura. It's going to be. 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 Sing it, Georgie. No, I don't know all the words by him. Hard. This anymore. was back when Kanye was good. Oh man, I was gonna. It's funny you say you don't know all the words. I was at a party on Saturday night, and uh, you know the dance floor got hopping, so of course I had to hit it and show off the moves, you know. And um, the song came on. It takes two to make the thing go right, you know. Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. Right, and I know a lot of those words. I'm not gonna say a hundred percent, but mm-hmm. but certain verses i've probably got about 95 percent, and i am rocking this song dude i am jamming i am yeah. singing along i know every word right yeah. my girlfriend's like damn like i'm i'm really impressed you know that that word that's every word to that song I'm like wow doesn't everybody like like those songs were were songs that when i was i don't know 16 to 21 22 i mean you couldn't go anywhere without hearing those songs yeah laura what did you just say I said the shocker was that he impressed impressed Rachel, as you know, <laughs> yeah, lately. Yeah, I know yeah. it has been. It's been rough. Lately. It's been I'll tell rough. you what, though, Laura, I will tell you this: uh, this weekend, mm-hmm. put on a couple of serious performances that were, if I do say so whoa, myself. Whoa, whoa, TMI, bro! I was like, whoa, what I don't know what there? kind of performances you're talking about, but we don't need to know about that. This is a family show. Facts. Well, I'll Facts. tell you, one of those performances was I was working a pizza oven really, really well, man. I was oh, flipping pizza pies up in the no. air, no. you know, no, and I, I was it. I was doing was... these things in this pizza oven. And then, of course, I broke out the moves on the dance floor. So, I mean, a couple of performances. You got no moves, bro. That so. were very impressive. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you put me around a bunch of, you know, 50 to 60-year-old white people. Um, I look pretty good in comparison. I mean, I look pretty good. Plus, I know every word to DJ Easy Rock and Rob Bass, you know? Mm. Lindsay, were you also afraid of where that conversation was going? 
Um, I was still hung up on him, you know, trying to say that he was impressing with a like a thirty-year-old, forty-year-old rap song. But whoa, <laughs> well, listen, boomers will do that. that. Yeah, but it but it shows you the memory, though. I mean, come on, to know every word of a song that's that old. All right, Laura, do we have the instrumental version of that? I think Let's I test this theory it. out. All right, give me. All you have to do is start me, George. You just give me like the first three, four words, and I just go. Wait, what? what? Yeah, I want to rock right now. There you go. See, that's all I needed. All I want to rock right now. See, and I know that whole song too, so it's not that impressive. Well, but it is impressive. It's when actually you can the first two words are "hit it, hit it." Right, exactly. It's his own beatbox, folks. I don't right. even know what beat that was, but that was that not was my the song. All right, here we go. Hold on, crank it up, Laura. I want to hear if, if he's got it. Go ahead. Woo! Yep. Woo! Yep. Tell it me when to start. To make a thing go right. Hold on. It I have no idea if what I'm about to do is going to be. Hold on. on. Shut up. It takes two to make a thing go right. Sing right. it. Help me. No, I'm not hit. I'm not ready. All right, here you go. Hit ready? it. I want to rock right now. I'm Rob Bass and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone. Because when I get stupid, I mean outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious. You know not a winner. No, not a loser. To be an MC is what I choose. Ladies love me. Girls adore me. I mean, even the ones who never saw me like the way that I rhyme and I roll. The reason why, man, I don't know. So let's go, cuz. See, that's I mean, not bad. I mean, you got a couple words wrong, but for the most part, okay. Not on beat. Pitchy dog, too. A little pitchy? Is, is yeah. that your most impressive, like, rap verse, or do you have a more impressive one? Well, funny you ask, because later in the evening, Rapper's Delight came on. Okay, oh. what, what kind of party was this, you know? Like, this, was this was a like karaoke? This was a, this was a boomer kind of party, Ooh, you know? boomer I love it, Sonata. Yeah, boomer That's funny, George. <laughs> um, it, was, it was one of those kinds of parties, Linz. There's a, there's a pizza oven out back. Wait, wait, wait. Beto Duran says, tell him to stop reading. No, 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 read. I promise you, Beto. That's promise what I you. said in your ear. Laura thought, too, that you might have been on the Google. Uh, dude, but you, have you no also idea. don't know how to Google. But that would have been an easy way to get us not to believe you were reading because we don't think you know how to Google all that. But way. I will tell you that I thought about trying to Google the lyrics right before we did this. And I was like, I don't think I have the speed of the fingers to hurry up and do it. And so then when it when it was hit it, I want to rock right now. I'm Rob ba I mean, I literally just flowed. And it, it something happened to my body in that moment yeah. where I was able to capture the, the words from the universe and they came into my brain and out of my mouth and through the speakers and onto your radio and into your car. I don't even know how it happened. All right, let's do Rapper's Delight. Laura has the beat there. All right, again, you're going to need to get me started with a few words. All right, so the hip, hop, a hip, the hip, it, the hip, hip, hop, you don't stop to the rock. Go ahead. The, the boogity beat. Rock it out, baby. Oh, no, you're terrible at this All one. right, I just need a few words. Give me a few words. It's I just started you. I, I gave know, you the first two lyrics. Give, go ahead. Do it again. Do it again. Hi, Laura. Start the song again. Este. No, no, no. Yo no sé. Said. Oh, we got to let it play for a second. Is this the beginning? I said a hip hop. The hippie. The hippie to the hip hip hop. You don't stop the rock. Just bang to the boogie, the book jump up the boogie to the rhythm of the boogity beat. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm a rapping to the beat, and me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to move your feet. 
You see, I am Wonder Mike, and I'd like to say hello <laughs> to the black, to the white, the red, and the brown, to the purple and yellow. But first, I got to bang, bang, the boogie to the boogie. Say up, jump, the boogie to the bang, bang, boogie, let's rock. You don't stop. Rock the riddle that makes your body rock. Well, so far you heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. And next on the mic is my man, Hank. Come on, Hank, sing that song. Anybody? Anybody want to be Hank? Laura definitely thinks you're reading. Uh-huh. That one, yeah. I, I swear to you, I don't know the whole song, but there's just a few verses in there that I feel like I know every word to. And so there I was, Saturday night, on the dance floor. Feeling cool. Laura, not just feeling cool, <laughs> looking cool, mm. being cool. Subjective the year. What okay. were you wearing that was cool? Like, what was your cool outfit? What was I wearing Saturday night? Um, if you don't remember, it wasn't cool. I no, had a fire it, no, I remember now. I remember now. I wasn't like really dressed up. I was wearing a pair of jeans and kind of like a black long sleeve hoodie, kind of a t-shirty sort of thing. But what happened was, is I was out back with this pizza thing, and so there's these pizza crusts or. Uh, uh, doughs, right? And then you put them in, in uh, flour, and the flour just goes flying everywhere. And I've got flour all over my shirt, and I'm trying to flip the pizzas in the air. Have you guys ever done this where you make your own pizza with a yeah, dough? Yeah, we do it all the time here. Now. Not easy, right, for the mm-hmm. dough to stretch out? Yeah. I've never been able to, like, toss it in the air successfully. No, tossing it in the air oh, seems excessive, but again, look who we're talking about. Yeah, I was so, going to say yes. Exactly. Right, be- because... He thinks, he, he thinks just because he bought some dough that he's, like, some pizza shop guy in, like, New York City or something. Right, exactly. Because, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm flipping the pizza and I'm, I'm saying things like that. I'm like, it's over here, you know? Like, it's right over here, it's you know? mother bleeper. Right. I and swear so, to God. I was flipping these pizzas and the dough is flying and yeah. the, and, and the, the, the flour is flying. I'm just... Yeah. Covered in flour, and yeah. then, and then rappers delight comes on, right. and I say to whoever is standing next to me at this point, "Hey, party, rappers hey. delight, how about we wrap this up? Because Laura's going to get in trouble." Well, I'm just going to say that I said to the guy, "Hey, take over the pizza making. I have to go rap and dance and do my thing." And that's what oh, happened. Yes, All right, that's what happened. All right, we'll find out more about uh, Pizza Boy over here in just a second, and uh, we'll get back to uh, LeBron. The final countdown is on, or is it? That's next.